And welcome into In the Mix with Mike, episode number 10. Episode 10, bro. Episode number 10. Wow. Wow, right? We're going <laughs> to... Just gonna, the thing, we were only thinking about episode one, and we're down to 10 now. Yeah. Know? I guess we'll think, like, maybe 18 to 20 episodes per season, I guess, you know? Yeah, we could do that. We could do something like that. But yeah. today, we're we're jumping back into sports. Uh, obviously, we came off the little baby documentary review and the VMAs preview, kind of that music pod that we did. Speaking uh, about the review, I think I need to watch that back one more time. Yeah. Maybe get a second feel of it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. But um, we're we're doing a sports review here on Labor Day weekend, coming to you a day later. Uh, we were gonna do the previews before college football, but so much action's going on and whatnot. We were like, we're just gonna pick it up on Sunday on the recap, more so of it, and uh, kind of a cool vibe back in the cut here. Live golf final round in Boston going on in the backdrop for us. But college football yesterday, college football started on Thursday. We had West Virginia playing Pitt rivalry game. Pitt won on a pick six. It was a crazy atmosphere rivalry yeah, game. Was crazy. Um, and uh, then you had Penn State in the last minute of the game beat Purdue, which was another crazy kind of battle there. We'll uh, we'll look back on a couple games. Obviously, yesterday North Carolina beat Appalachian State sixty three sixty one. A lot of scoring there. Uh, miss extra point in the East Carolina over North Carolina State game, 21-20. Wolfpack survived that one, missed extra point and field goal. Poor kid's going to have a hell of a week this week. Uh, <laughs> Georgia blew out Oregon 49-3. And you kind of look back at Ohio State beat Notre Dame 21-10. Florida also beat Utah. Ohio State-Notre Dame was the big game. A lot of celebrities there. LeBron James, Brownie was in attendance. Yes, sir. Never went to Ohio State, but it's amazing. The crowd was chatting, we want Brownie, or Brownie, excuse me, thinking that, you know, he was going to go to Ohio State if he's going to go play college ball. But that doesn't look like that's going to yeah, be I the plan. I don't I don't think he's going to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a s- smart decision. No. He's going to go to the league. and Yeah, like, I think he's going straight to the league. Like LeBron said the other day, a franchise could be ruined. But, hey, that's what's going to happen. And I think we're all... Looking forward to that. It would be amazing with how many picks the Cavs um, could have now uh, to see yeah. if he goes back to the Cavs. But Ohio State defeated Notre Dame. Defense came out, played very good in the second half, and they went and on to win this game 21-10. to 10. Um, Notre Dame hung with them more than I think I thought they would, um, but I, I would say Ohio State was just a better team here and playing you know, in the horseshoe, very tough matchup for Notre Dame. Georgia continuing on their run as they beat Oregon, just kind of touching on games that I thought from yesterday. Uh, the North Carolina Appalachian State game, 63-61, to Jose. What a high-scoring game. We were in the cut yesterday. I was watching that game. Bet a little bit. I did bring the bring the app back, just, you know, a couple would, would $10 you? bet, you know, and unfortunately Utah lost to Florida later that night in the Mets. I'll get into that loss. But I had North Carolina in 63-61. What a game it was. Would you say that's really good defense? Uh, really bad defense or really good offense? <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't even say bad defense. That's a shitty defense. <laughs> it right. was. It was like first 16. game of the year, just like well, North Carolina second. All right, and so we'll I'll go back to asking you. Yeah. Is it shitty defense or good offense? Um, Shitty defense. I think first game of the year, it looked like these guys haven't played football in a while. You know, for North Carolina, they did play a game last week, and they go to 2-0, and Appalachian State was – now 0-1 after the loss. But, I mean, it was just terrible. It was at the point where it's 56-55 in this game. And Appalachian State scored with, like, 90 seconds left. And they had a chance to go for two, right? And crossing across the, the middle, guy for North Carolina comes up to meet the quarterback. All the quarter got, quarterback has to do is flip it over the guy. Easy touchdown. He overthrew him. And you're like, what the? Lost the game, you would think. They onside kick it. The guy on North Carolina takes it, runs it for touchdown. It's that's, now 63-55. So with like a 40 seconds left in the game, Appalachian State's down by eight at this point, and then they score in like three plays, and now it's a two-point game again. And the announcers literally thought the game was over. And I'm like, what are they doing? And then they get stuffed at the one. That's how they lose the game, 63-61. So I guess, Jose, you watch more NFL than college. Yeah. Do you think like seeing a matchup like sixty three sixty one does it more incline you to watch more college football games if they're like that? Or are you like, nah, this is a joke? Like, what's your take on that for somebody that watches more NFL than college? To be honest, we watch sports to see people score. To people, yeah. You know, so the more scoring there is, the better the game is. Of course, you want to see good defensive games, but yeah, if you're not seeing touchdowns and the ball being moved, yeah, it's not fun. 
I guess that's it's an interesting question that I, I I bring up because the Ohio State Notre Dame game had a lot of stars. It was a pretty good football game, but it was a defensive battle. But the North Carolina Appalachian State game was kind of just fun to watch, even though the product maybe really wasn't very good because of how many flags and how little defense there was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like it's good to see college football kind of back like this, and you know where there's chaos and where there's games that are blowouts, where there's games that are really interesting. So. I enjoyed the matchup. Just I mean, imagine going to a game like that. Yeah, like an Ohio State Notre Dame game. Jack Harlow is the guest picker no, on college. And also a game where both oh, you're teams just saying, score yeah. sixty points, bro. <laughs> every drive. It was a four hour game. Yeah, every every drive you're watching is a scoring drive. Yeah. That's lit. That's like going to a basketball game and you see them just battling back and forth. Yeah. Every time you score, I'm a score. I'm a score. Every time you score, I'm a score. That's fire, bro. Yeah. And that's and that's one of the differences from college football to the NFL. And I'll I'll bring up another question. Yesterday, Houston defeated uh, University of Texas San Antonio, and it went to a three overtime game and a fantastic game. Houston ended up winning thirty seven thirty five. If you look at the overtime difference from college to the NFL, NFL is like coin fl- flip. You got possession, you score a touchdown, the game's over, you score a field goal. You know we continue. College is you start at the twenty five, you have your chance, and then the team. After that, it starts at the 25. That's different from the NFL. Is that something that you'd rather see? The teams get the ball both at the 25-yard line and kind of go from there? Or do you want to see overtime as like a regular quarter period? What would you rather see? Um, would you rather see overtime look more so like a first to four quarter of a game or I would both like teams to get see the ball like, at the 25-yard line and go from there? You see how baseball they have like next innings? Yeah. Someone starts at second base. Yeah. So you would rather probably go more college. Yeah. Both teams get the ball at the 25. Like, this is your shot right here. You got four. Yeah. Probably four. Four drops. Not four drops. Four, four downs, yeah. Four downs. Who's going to get it? Yeah. But, I mean, the way we have it now is not bad also. It's like, you really got to keep battling. You got to dig in. Mm-hmm. Just the newer style just gives you an advantage so that the game could be quicker. Yeah. They don't want you to go all this extra time. Yeah. I feel like in sports now everything has to be rushed. They want they don't want you people to sit through three hour games like Yeah. People don't watch that much T V. People no. don't have that much time to give you three hours to watch a whole game. So yeah. They're just trying to make the game a little faster with more score. Yeah. So That's that's a, that's very well said because that's the same with the Houston San Antonio game. I think that's 100% because sitting through a quarter, that may have taken them a while to score. Mm-hmm. In the overtimes, it was like they're scoring at such a high level. The game is taking so long to finish, but it was like this is incredible football back and forth they're scoring. Same with the North Carolina Appalachian State game. That took four hours you know, to play out, but that's what happens when there's a lot of scoring. you know. And in an NFL game, if it goes to overtime, you run the risk of a tie. And that's where I think, you know, it's okay to see a different overtime. I do like how the NFL kind of continues the game aspect of it. But I also do appreciate college where it's quicker. There's more scoring. It does affect the score of the game. Unfortunately for all the betters out there that go over under, if you take the under and the game goes to overtime, you're probably not going to hit your bet because of how much scoring there will be in overtime in college. But I think that at least it eliminates the tie. And I just think as a sports fan – Having a game end in a tie, no matter what the score or sport is, it just it defeats the purpose. I feel like for me, Do, would you agree with that, Jose? Like on a on a topic like just the ties, like I don't want a sports event to end in a tie. No, me either. Like it just it's like that's like I'll, a, I'll watch a soccer boxing. game. It's like really can we can we get a winner out of this? Like what was the point? You know, I feel like in boxing, you should fight till someone gets knocked out. Yeah, I feel like in the NFL, you know what they should do? Yeah. And overtime, both teams start from the fifty. I I would see that would be cool. We're kind of almost at the college mindset, but we're not. We're taking start away. at the fifty. Yeah, you don't have to make them. You don't have to make them drive the whole field. And if you're gonna both punt same. or do you have fourth down, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both score from the fifty. That would be interesting. I would. I I vote that. I would be. That was a good. Like we start at the fifty. Yeah. Ready, drive down the field. Cause no kickoff. Yeah. No kickoff. Just straight from the fifty. Score. You eliminate injury. Yeah. You make the game quicker. So if it's a one o'clock game and you got to get it off, and the you do it again until they score. Yeah, until the four thirty. Boom. You and get, you can't win by field goal. Can't win by a field goal. No. So what happens if the first team scores a field goal and then the other team gets a possession? Oh, so you're saying they have to score again? So say like, Giants first, play the Eagles. We go to overtime. 
Giants get ball first. They kick a field goal. Eagles have to hit a field goal to tie. Touchdown wins the game. Mm-hmm. Say they get nothing. You think the Eagles have to defend again? Or would the game be over? I would just say the game would be over. If you score a field goal, right? Yeah. Damn, it's hard to explain. It's like, I don't want... You don't want the game to end on a field goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the first drive, you get a field goal. Obviously, if your opponent doesn't score, then you can win. But say, like, one drive, I don't know. It's just tough to explain because regardless of the situation, a field goal wins the game. You understand what I'm trying to say? Like I know what you're saying. You want to take that aspect out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I do get that, but... Unfortunately, I I think that's one of those things where it's kind of hard, though. Yeah, yeah. If that's they score a field goal, the other team don't score, game's going to game, be over. Game's yeah. going to be over. Like, but I see what you're score, saying. Yeah. It's, we'd rather see a touchdown because yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. you went 15. More excitement. Like. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think the condensing of the game, that's very, definitely true. But it's amazing just how college football, how long a game could really take and how back and forth it is. And yeah. it's like you don't even realize it just because of the atmosphere and the rivalry games. And it's so fun to watch. And we're going to see more matchups. One Florida thing. State plays LSU tonight, and then uh, Clemson plays Georgia Tech. So good uh, Labor Day weekend. More great matchups next week at Alabama, Texas. But I just I'm glad that we don't see ties. You know, I really don't want a game to end in a tie. I feel like if we get to, you know, you see soccer games, you see football games. If they end in a tie, it's just like it confuses the playoff picture at the end, and it just. It's just like, what was the point of going out there, you know? Yeah, just make it easier for that opponent, Yeah, for that team, not opponent, that team to score. Yeah. Like baseball, they give you, yep. a, what you call it? A, a second runner on run, second base. A runner on second Move base. Move the game score along. Position. Now you have three outs. Less injury, yeah. To bring that runner in. Nobody cool. wants to be there longer than they have to be. Exactly. And yeah. it's it's tougher when you're long. You're there for longer yeah. and you're not seeing any scoring. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, bro. And that was something that me and you even talked about walking out of the Phillies uh, Mets game a couple weeks ago. I said, I think the White Sox and Guardians game started at like 9 o'clock because it was rain delay. It was supposed to yeah, start yeah. at 7. That game started at 9, and the next day they had the Sunday game on Peacock, which usually starts at noon. So that game would have ended at 12 if a three-hour baseball game on average. Then they would have 12 hours on the dot to go back to their hotel, shower, go to bed, wake up the next morning, get ready there for a game that started at 12. That game must have ended at 12.30. Could you imagine if it goes to extra innings and we don't have that rule in play? The later they have to be out there for an early game tomorrow, it's like you're putting so much on these athletes who already play 162 games. Yeah. It makes sense to have a guy on second base, which could move the game along, maybe shorten it by a couple innings, stop injuries, because that's just a lot. Not only that, it. it and I don't want. Yeah, as a fan, fan, too. Yeah, as a fan, like, all right, you have three outs to score. Boom. Not only that, it puts more pressure on pitching. Mm hmm. Like, you have someone on second. Yeah. Go out there and do your job, you know, prevent that runner from scoring, but. If you can't get that runner from second home in three outs, like, come on, bro. I know. That's the thing. Even, like, your boy Diaz on the Mets. I remember when they played the Phillies at City Field a couple weeks ago. Mets won the series two, uh, yeah, two yeah. out of three. But the, the one that the Phillies won, they had a runner at second, grounder to second base. Mm-hmm. Force play was at first. Got him out of first. Runner went to third. Sack fly. Deep ball. Run came home. Diaz mm-hmm. didn't even let the guy have a hit, but the run just came home. Simple yep. baseball. That's that's why they put that rule in play. And the Mets just couldn't bring a guy home, and that's your game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not with ties. I don't yeah, think I don't they like do anything. Either. I think they ruin the game because if I'm a fan and I'm going to a game, I want to feel some emotion when I leave that ballpark. Like, do we succeed or do we, you know, fall in defeat? I don't want to feel like what does the tie mean? I feel like I'm also what it means person. So I feel like the matchup has to mean something. Like the level of an Ohio State Notre Dame game to start the year, that has meaning. You know, yeah. you have two historic franchise primetime game everybody's watching. That's a statement game, you know, in college football. I don't want to, you know, take away. Like next week, if if the Eagles start against the Lions and they end in a tie, I don't want to be like, we started with a tie. I, you know, that's just not a good thing. I'd rather lose the game, to be honest with you. I know yeah. people will be like, what? But I'd rather just be like, I'd rather. I need to know that I won. Yeah, I want to win, or we lost. There's no in between yeah, of it. Facts. We we're gonna figure it out. You know what I mean? I don't like things that not be incomplete, as if you will. 
That's why, like, when all COVID happened, I'm glad that the NBA and, like, Braun said, sports at least crowned the champion for the most part. You have to. I hate, like, that feeling of incomplete. It's my yeah. rant with it. It's trash. Yeah. We're watching uh, Live Golf as well here, doing a, a little bit of a sports recap this week. Um, this is pretty interesting in Boston right now. Joaquin Neiman, who joined last week, uh, tied with Taylor Gooch with Cameron Smith, just one back. Jose, who really doesn't watch golf that much, I got to watch it. He's like, I feel like we watch Cameron Smith all the time. Bro, it's like every time I turn on the TV and there's anything that has to do with golf, he's there. <laughs> he just signed for probably he's over a hundred mil. He's a dog, bro. Yeah, and he he's won a the dog. won the Open, won the Players Champ, five year major exemption, pulled up with the brand new Porsche. He's living his best life. Of course, go get that bag, man. Serena Williams, I got a round of applause to her. Yes, absolutely. She, she was defeated the other night in her third round, but you know what? It was an incredible uh, exit for a woman that has dominated the sport of tennis like none other. And I think it's cool to watch Serena Williams, you know, be supported by her peers uh, like Tiger Woods. And you just you feel like you're watching greatness, you know, when Absolutely. the whole world is locked in and everybody knows Serena Williams is, you know, playing her last U.S. Open. Everybody surrounding it, the atmosphere, the crowd was great. I'm not a person that really watches women's tennis, but I sure as hell tuned in to watch Serena, especially her last couple her points, you know. She's, she's so dominant for so long. That yeah. It's like, oh, my God. It's like when Jeter left the Yanks. It's like when Peyton Manning retired. Yeah. It's like you no longer get to see those greats. It's like we're upcoming seeing that. My boy. What up, player? Bill checking in. Bill checking in. What's up, Bills? We live. So it's like once you lose, like, those certain players, bro, it's like the game is missing out on something. Yeah. Like you've been watching dominance and greatness for so long. Yeah. And then, all right, it's now gone, and you're in search of the new. It's, it's a whole new process because yeah. the next person you're watching is going to take them a couple years. Exactly. You have to go through the same thing you went with, with like a Peyton Manning and, you know, those big names. And we're about to see it soon with Braun. It's like, I was just going to ask that for you as a big NBA. LeBron as a big LeBron fan. Yeah, imagine the NBA without a LeBron James. Bro, it literally, he was in nine consecutive finals, bro. It's like, how fucking dominant is that, bro? Well, the, so, like, if it, if you're passing the torch on, it would be his son, in a sense, to take over that reign. Because, I mean, the NBA went from, like, Jordan to Kobe to Braun, and now to, you know, is it is, is it a son, I guess? You know, when they start playing together? Because he'll be around for I that. I think so. There's so much talent in the league right now, bro. Yeah. Too much talent. Bronny has a, one, he has big shoes to fill. Yeah. And two... He's coming into an NBA that's going to have a lot of talent, bro. But he's so also you're really going to have to compete at a high level. Yeah. But the name is there. That's the thing. Oh, of course the name is there, but the name has to be backed up with the talent. Like, yeah. you can't go out there and be averaging six, seven points, bro. You're LeBron Jr. James' son, yeah. We need 15. We need 16. You got to perform. Off the gate. Yeah, off yeah. the gate. You need a big entrance. You got to have – you're already a superstar presence. They literally were chanting his name at Ohio State, but – I guess it is great to see, you know, the greats just do what they do. and That must be tough, bro. What, for Serena or just like Bronny? Or, Bronny. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, you have those expectations from yeah. very, very, very young. Mm -hmm. And then, like, your dad had the same, and he fulfilled all those things. Like, he accomplished yeah. everything he could accomplish in his career. Like, he's about to be, what, average Lifetime average triple double. Yeah. Thirty thousand points, ten thousand assists, ten thousand rebounds. He's about to be the leading all time leading scorer in NBA history. And then you have to come fill that. How how can I possibly do that? Yeah. I mean and that's the thing with Brownie, he's just so young and like he already looks like he's gonna be a superstar in the league though, to take over for Braun and I'm really excited to just see LeBron James play with him. I feel like you're going to get such a good product and such a good basketball yeah. presence for LeBron, just like for him to just enjoy that moment. But I, I just, that's going to be so awkward to picture a league where LeBron James just isn't in the infrastructure and the ecosystem of basketball playing. Maybe he owns part of the Lakers. I could see that. Maybe he owns part of the Cavs. But I don't know what he becomes after basketball. You know, Michael Jordan is kind of the silent owner of the Hornets, but. He's not really out front and forth anymore. You know, he's not. LeBron is bringing a team to Vegas. 
You think he's gonna bring a team? Mark to my Vegas? words, he's gonna see. I I could see NBA, something like bro. that. I could see something like that. Uh, you you have expansion or you have relocation out in the NFL a lot, the NHL. Um, nothing in baseball yet, but I feel like one day we're gonna get there. You know, as more sports and you're seeing an ever structure changing of the ecosystem. I mean, we're in the future of everything. I mean, just look at golf. Now you have two leagues and just so much to be seen. A lot of money thrown we're around. In a, we're in a, such an era. We have no idea what's going to happen. So, so much talent. Bro. That's why you have to enjoy moments of Serena Williams at the U.S. Open. You have to enjoy moments of Tom Brady. You have to enjoy moments of these greats because who's to say how long they're going to be around. So I think we got to enjoy Tom Brady coming yeah. back this year for, for football. One more week, year. and then we'll One get into year. that. But uh, college football and uh, the weekend of sports have been, have been great. It's been watching. Um, Jose, what happened to your Mets last night? I had Scherzer in a, a parlay. I said I brought the app back. Small bats, couple small. I had the Mets. They lost 7-1 to the Nationals, Jose. So, you know, I called my insider, you know. Uh, talk to me. To what happened? Out. He said Scherzer felt some light, you know, fatigue in his arm oh, or his side. So. And not to mention that we're losing 5-1. <laughs> Good job. In the bottom of the third. In the bottom of the On third. On Sunday. I Wait, don't know. Yeah, you, I don't it, know what's going on. Best out of three against the Nationals in New York this weekend, and gonna lose two out of three to the Nationals. That's that's awkward. How many games is the Braves back at you guys right now? Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. We'll get a fact check on that. Mets are up two games on Atlanta, and looks two. like that's gonna go two one because the Braves are up one nothing on the Marlins. But Scherzer takes a loss. That that just surprised me. That, especially the Yankees got to him. From my source. They said he had fatigue yeah, in his fatigue. arm, so. A loss is a loss, though, you know. But one game ahead, that's tough. Concerns? Or no, just one game. That goes to show you how good the division is, bro. Yeah, the Nationals, like, the for, Braves, for what it's worth, is, is still competitive. They still they fight hard, the Nationals. The Braves? Come on, bro. A lot of people don't want to give credit to the Mets. But, like, look what they're doing, bro. Yeah. The Braves won a chip last year. And they're and two games the up, Mets, and they're just the, holding, and holding that all year. If the Mets weren't doing so good and having such a historic season, mm-hmm. Atlanta would be in first place right now. Oh, for sure. They would have went right past the Mets. They have great talent over there, bro. Yeah. So for us to stay ahead for so long throughout the whole year, and it's always like, I feel like every time it gets close, the Mets go and win three games in a row. Yeah. So hopefully we can come back today's game, but if not, mm. My team has showed me that, you know, we're going to hold that spot you take all a, year long. You take a series loss and you just eat that one and not too try many to hold, teams, on, hold on to that division not before many, the end of the year. Not too many teams that can say, hey, we beat you two out of three times. Yeah. It's not that many this year that can say that. Hmm. We won a lot of series, bro. A we're, lot. We're in September. We're getting yeah. closer and closer to that postseason. I'm so excited. NFL started in a week. Oof. MLB coming in to play, hockey coming back, basketball coming back, college football. What a what a start to the weekend, and uh, we're almost kind of at at a lot of sports being at the same time where we could really dive into reviews. I feel like right now we're just this happened, this happened, this happened, but it's not much. Yeah, still still getting there, but um, we're gonna see we're gonna see how that plays out. Music wise, slow kind of week with release. You know, little baby did drop a new single, uh, Detox. He is gonna drop his project October. 14th, I believe. Uh, no. Or I think it's on October, though. October 4th? 4th? One of those two. I'm excited. Finally, we're going to get a little baby album. Um, Kind of an interesting album cover design. It's like the founding fathers on like Mount Rushmore, but it's uh just kind of inspirational people, I think, in his life. And it is coming on the 14th, actually. So 14th? I, I was, oh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Only Me is the album, but... He said worth the wait, so he dropped a single detox. With thoughts on it after watching the documentary, and now he drops a single. What was your take? I felt like what he was saying was good. Yeah, but the beat was not it. You didn't like the beat of detox. No, no, didn't like the beat. Yeah, it I didn't, it didn't give him his like when he when he bounces on the beat. You feel me? Like, and he really sn- snaps. Yeah. I feel like that beat didn't give him like a a good opportunity to snap or go in strong on his second verse or really set the tone on the first verse. Like, yeah, the tempo of the beat wasn't there for him to really like dance with it like he usually does with a lot of his beats. Yeah. 
But besides that, you know, he's going to tell you typical things, you know, what his daily life is like, what he's going through, which is the B and the bars didn't coexist. Coexist, I'm sorry, with I each other, so. I got gotcha. you. What do we what do we expect in this album? It's been a while since he's dropped an album solo by himself. He dropped the one last year with Dirk, which was so solid. But I mean, we got a little bit of a wave just over a month. But you know, he'll start probably laying out things, maybe Billboard wise or whatnot, than creating the promotion of it. But what are we expecting out of this album from the little baby? Uh, I would say this is like a statement album. You think it's gonna be bigger than my turn? No. Okay. Why do you think that? Just a thought. It just goes back to how I would say moments, bro. Yeah. 2020 was one of the craziest years, bro. We have experienced in a long time, bro. Yeah. The world was literally falling upside down. And music is always, you know, when you listen to a song, you go always bring back those memories, like, and recapture certain things that happened. So. That album was the best album that year and the worst year in decades, bro. I feel that. So to captivate that again yeah, is going to be tough. Am I saying he can do it? He probably can, but it was just a different time, it's gonna, Yeah, bro. it's going to be a challenge. I think it's also like what he comes with, you know? Like what's the energy? Is it that lock-in or is it more I of always like feel a like resignation? Like he's always yeah. got something to prove, like, yeah, I feel like he doesn't really look back on it. No. Like, there's not a lot of. I feel like Drake will look back and say, you know, this is where I am, within a span of like, you know, take care. This is the ride was the last track. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I'll be back next year. More life. I'll be back next year. Now it's more like the reminiscing in a sense. Like he's mm-hmm. trying different brackets of music, different levels of music. I feel like a little, little baby. It's that one consistent style. Like, let's get this money. Let's do this. Let's yeah, get yeah. this. Let's get this up. But I'm going to be interesting to it's see what happens. His demographic is, yeah. is like, they come, from, they come from the streets, bro. Like, when he raps, bro, if you if you live in a culture that he's grown up in and you growing up in it, bro, when you just hear certain things, bro, it just, it just hits, bro. It t- he's tapping yeah. in with the streets, bro. Yeah. And that's where music is at right now. It's just in the streets. Other music review made in America this weekend. How about last night? Kodak Black was supposed to perform on day one of Made in America. Other features or other highlights by Tyler, the creator, and Little Uzi. But Kodak li- Kodak Black was late last night to the performance, and they didn't let him perform. Uh, he wasn't happy about it, complained about it on his Instagram, the Power Rock Nation, um, just for bringing him out and then still not letting him perform late. And... Uh, what do you think? Do you think they should have let him perform for being late? I don't know exactly what the number was, but it was definitely later than a half an hour. No. You don't think they should have let him perform? No. Okay. Why do you think that? I want to just kind of get what your thoughts were, you know, first hearing about this, if you haven't already. I feel like the only time you can show up late, well, you should never show up late. If you're not early, you're late. Yeah. So, I would say... You get that leeway, that little extra time, if you're the headliner. You're closing out the show. We could extend it, you know, the last performance before you. You know, we can do a little monologue, you know, cut into time. But if you're the third, fourth, fifth performer, it doesn't make sense for you to be late. Someone's coming after you. Yeah. So now you're slowing everything down. So no, you shouldn't be able to perform. And that's just dumb of him, like... Big concerts like that, you want to show up late, like, get a grip, bro. Like, be there on time. Yeah. You're scheduled for something. Be there when you have to be there. Question for you, though. Just to just, I'm curious here. If Bad Bunny does that tonight, though, would you let him perform? I w- See, Bad Bunny is going to probably be the last performance. Yeah, because, I mean, Sunday's like his show. Kodak did have Uzi that was performing yesterday. There's nobody right now that's going to. There's no one right now in music that can literally say, "Yo, I can go maybe Drake perform after Bad Bunny, maybe Drake." Yeah, okay. So maybe it's like based on the artist. You're saying if Kodak was maybe like the hot hot headliner, it would have been different. Hey, let's let him perform. But you're saying because he had, you know, Uzi was in the mix, Tyler the Creator. There's other none of those guys. They're all are going to perform after 
Bad Bunny, bro. None of them. They're not big enough, bro. Yeah. It's okay. Just, that's not what you do, bro. Yeah. You're not going to tell me that Tyler Creator is closing out a show where Bad Bunny is performing. It's not happening, bro. No, yeah. I, okay, so maybe based on artists and kind of levels. Yeah, yeah, it's to just, it. it's just, there's just levels, bro. I understand, yeah. You're, it's just like in sports, you play your position. Like, yeah. Just like in music, you're the opener, you're an opening act, and this is box office. You closing out the show. Mm. Those are your Coles, your Kendricks, your Drakes, yeah. your Bad Bunnies, you know, people in that that category, the weekend. They're, those are closers. Like, we close the show. Once I step on the street, it's over. I would say for my for my take on it, I would say that being how not as strong the Made in America lineup was this year, where last year they had Lil Baby, they had Lil Dirk, and Kodak was a big headliner, I think they should have let him perform even if he was that late if if it worked in with scheduling. But if there was somebody behind him, say Uzi was going off on after Kodak, then I get why they don't let him perform. I completely mm-hmm. understand. If that's Bad Bunny, that's not happening. Bad Bunny has that level of of recognition where everybody today was going to Philadelphia for that for that reasoning for Bad Bunny. See, so he can be late. So there's going to be a lot of people frustrated, but they're also going to say, "Hey Kodak, you are also the one late. Just come on time." In yeah. a sense, I I understand where Kodak's coming from because you never want to feel like, "Hey, seventy five percent of those people that are there are there to see the headliner." Yeah, which maybe Uzi probably yeah, out of the three, I'd probably want to go see Uzi at all. Everybody else there. is just fillers to kill time. But Not I, to kill time, but I understand Kodak's side of it. I do. You know, who who is going after him? Uh, well, he was going at Rock Nation like, "Hey, why I show up late, but you still don't let me perform?" You know, kind of in a sense. Like, and how late was he? I think it was. I didn't get an exact time. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was definitely more than a half an hour. So that could be a half yeah, an hour. It could be an hour. So like that's what I'm saying. Like if it conflict of like, hey, we need the stage for this artist at this time because this is the exact moment and it was scheduling. I get that. There's nothing that can be done. I understand you're frustrated, but. If it's like one of those things where they could have rearranged the schedule a little bit better, then I understand Kodak's frustration. Thirty minutes for a concert is a little, that's lately. You did say something about a concert, uh, with the weekend. The weekend was in LA in SoFi Stadium and he's performing last night under the weather. Lack of vocal cords, goes out, performs two to three songs and then leaves. There's kind of a mixed reaction. Some say he was you know, he's a fighter for going out there, he didn't have to. Um, some say, you know, now he just went out there for a couple songs and then all that money, that's the, that's the entire show. Do you think he did right by doing that? Do you think he should have just packed it in, got a reschedule, but it was pretty late? Like, how, how do you think that should have been handled? Do you think that was handled correctly or? What I would do, honestly, I was sitting here thinking about it. If I was him and I knew I could perform, but I couldn't sing. I'm going to just straight up tell my fans, yo, listen. He did that. He was honest. No, no. I'm like, listen, my voice is shot, as you can see and as you can hear. Yeah. I don't want to leave you guys hanging. So for the rest of the show, we're going to do my songs, and I'm going to lip sing, and you guys are going to do the rest of the song. Huh. I'm going to let you know that I'm going to yeah. lip sing, and I'm going to give you the performance side of it. I'm going to dance up there. I'm going to get you guys hyped. I'm going to do the best of my ability to give you guys a show. Because mm. if you're paying two, three, four, five hundred dollars for a ticket, why would I just come out and do three songs? And I, the rescheduling yeah. is tough, and people don't really care about the money necessarily, but they want to see you perform. So if you say, oh, we'll refund everybody, a lot of people don't care about the, the refund. Yeah. I want to see you perform. So if I was an artist... I'll just tell him, yo, listen, we're going to lip sync this out. And I, and I have a lot of respect for The weekend. I think he's an artist that really And there cares. are times, there are a lot of times yeah. where, you know, we're all human. They're human just like us, bro. Literally, too. That if you can't perform, like, that's like, you don't feel good today, yo. I can't work today. Yeah. I have to call out. How would you feel if you had uh, all those yeah, people on Twitter just ripping you? My job is to sing, and if I can't feel, if I don't yeah. feel well, and I'm not capable of giving you my full mm. potential and full work, then I can't show up to work. And that, and that's the thing with the week. And I, I look at it like he went out there and I follow him on Instagram and he probably went to so many different cities and so many different nights this entire summer on this tour. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's ridiculous the amount of like 
I was thinking about the other day. I was like, how do you stay like healthy as an artist for like how hype you have to be? How do you keep your voice okay? You know, how do you kind of function? And exactly. So it makes sense to why he missed it, and he still went out there and tried his best. I feel like I understand what you're saying about the lip sync part, but I feel like the weekend would be like I'm not gonna give my fans anything below standards to what I want. But it's a tough in the mix and then in the middle there where it's almost like, you know. Could he, you know, have not gone out there and maybe tried to have done a reschedule? I don't know. I think it was a little late, but I still think he's like a perfectionist, and and it sucks for the fans that can only have seen him for a couple songs, a couple moments, and that's why it became a big topic. But, I mean, The weekend is still so very talented. I don't think that it was meant in any uh, harm or anything like that. It just sucks for the fans that kind of went out there. We'll see. I feel like maybe he'll make up with it somewhere or another. Um, But, yeah, I mean – Tough break there if you're the fans uh, of the weekend and was out that yeah. concert. Yeah, have anything um, more to add on on the weekend? I was like, I mean, it's just a tough situation, bro. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he feels like shit. Like, damn, I let my fans down. But yeah, there's only so much you can do. That was like uh, even Russ. I noticed uh, last week he was gonna have his Europe tour. Yeah, he canceled. He, he canceled said, mental health. He's pretty uh, honest. He was like, Yo, look, I just don't feel good. Yeah, it's fucking real. Yeah. Listen, like, all jokes aside, mental health is fucking real. We're not perfect. We we go through shit, bro. It's yeah. like, you have a mind. You, like, that shit starts to get to you at some points. Like, so much shit is going on. And, like, and you try to put it all away. And, like, you're mentally just breaking yourself down. And if your mental is not there, bro, nothing is there. Like, you can't do anything. So, like, if you have a... If you feel like, yo, listen... I'm not mentally in the space to do this or that, then don't do it. Get your mind right before you go out and try to do everything else. Like your mind is your temple. Like mm. if you don't have if your temple's not right, bro, nothing is gonna work, bro. You're not I couldn't agree more. I was just talking to this about Jake yesterday. I feel like a society we have, you know, um, just from my take on this, from like just not not bias or anything like that, but as a society, we were just so you go to work, go do this, you take yeah. your emotions out of it, you're emotionless, you just do your job, and that's it. I feel like as technology and as society has been more aware of, you know, mental health, and hey, I'm not right today, I'm not gonna go into work. Yeah. And for some people, it's like, oh, well, you you know this and that. For other people, it's like, no, I feel this. I'm not going to produce at my 100% level, and I don't mm-hmm. want to give anything less. And that's, you know, there's two ways to look at it. And I feel like as a society, we have definitely moved forward towards being more accepting of that, which I think is honestly a good thing. I really think if you feel like you're not able to produce at 100%, you should be able to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And people are going to always talk shit on your decision, no matter if it's, you can't please everybody, you know, people Facts. are going to have their own say on it, no matter what it is. And I think that's just kind of how, imagine you're going through something, go. imagine you're going through something, right? Yeah. And you go speak to your boss, like, Hey, listen, I just need a couple of days to really just like get my mind right. Yeah. It, just take everything out. No work. Just, I just need to get my mind right. Get my, my body right. And you come back to work, better than ever and you do your job better than you did it before mm. and your boss notices that like oh wow yeah. maybe I could do this for a couple of more of my yeah. employees to see if that's really what they need sometimes you just need a mental break from just life bro like, yeah. it gets to a point where life is just life in and yeah. that's, that shit starts to fuck you up sometimes, bro. And that's the thing. Sometimes as a, as a fans, as as media presence, when you look at an athlete that is winning a lot or mm-hmm. successful, you just kind of – it kind of just goes where you're like, oh, everything's perfect for that that athlete, you know, that individual. It's not. It's not. You have no idea. That's why you see a lot of these football players, oh, he's winning. They're winning games and this and that. But he may have just such a, a mind and a brain that just – way different because of you know could be cte could be whatever it is so just try not to judge you know yeah, people, people by the book people get into serious depressions yeah. bro. and that's yeah. a that that was i was just gonna say even like on our next topic that we'll get into with kanye that's why i never really yes, yes. i try not to judge in the much because i don't you never really you know you want to dig into going. what his situation is right now about his tweets well so kanye has kind of came back on instagram again he usually kind of gets into 
some would say controversial, but it's kind of just him just talking, you know, kind of getting into things about the Kardashians and uh, the mother-in-law <laughs> with it, uh, kind of throwing shade towards that family's way. And he's still posting a lot of pictures, ripping kind of Kid Cudi and just kind of ripping a, a lot of different people on on Instagram again, as he usually does. But I just think that's just kind of, yeah, he just kind of does his thing and he just, he says a lot of things and a lot of things don't come out right, but like what 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 is your take about it? He's like posting a lot of photos, text messages, but you know different people he even had in there. He's trying to get Young Thug out of jail. He even had context to why he wears uh, long sleeve clothes in the summer. Like just a lot of different information being thrown around at once. What what is your take on it? Um, he's, he's being himself, bro. Yeah, that's where I think that's like just who he is. Yeah, people always say, "Oh, we want the truth. We want the truth. We want transparency," but. When we give you that, people don't want. Oh, you're mean. So much, yeah. Oh, you're you're inconsiderate. Oh, you're you're psycho. Or oh, you need some meds. Like, come on, bro. Let people be themselves. Yeah. That, that man has created and built so much for everyone around him and for the future. And you're gonna go up there and say he's crazy because he's fighting for his kids, bro. Yeah. Do I believe the way he's handling all of this with social media is corny? Because, like, I would never want to put my family's business on social media. On like social that. media. Yeah. But you're married to a Kardashian. So that is inevitable. Like, that's yep. going to happen. Like, they make millions of dollars off of your life. Mm. So you you knew what you were getting into. You you, you married yeah. Kim Kardashian, bro. It's like She's not even the problem. It's the mother-in-law, I think, she, that's given the whole yo, thing. Kim Kardashian could probably easily be the most... Known woman on this planet, bro. Not amazing. Understand? So, what is all the internet and blasting each other on Instagram? I feel like that's corny. But when he talks his shit about all these corporations, I love that shit. Yeah, he exposes yeah. a lot of yeah, things that you don't know about. All the, all the shit that goes on behind closed doors and how people jerk you and how people rob you from everything that you have, mm. right? Yeah. Just keep your family. Shit to yourself. Yeah, like we don't want to see that, Kanye. We understand that you want to get out your voice on something that the media yeah, may portray differently, there's but there's a we... there's a way to do it. You write something maybe collectively, or maybe you you speak in front of a camera when you're just kind of going on and just posting a lot of screenshots and a lot of things. Some of the things he has said, I'm just like, what? The? But like some of the things he is saying, like I want my kids to go to Donda, you know, that school that he built. I get that, you know, and maybe you can post that but then like when there's so much in context where it goes from that immediately to young thug about trying to get him out of jail and then it goes to like you know uh, this song or it goes to this following and he goes to it's just a whole lot of different things and it's just like it's hard to understand what he is trying to communicate and that's where i think like you know how is his mental health you know that's why i try not to be as critical but as more understanding okay good, i don't bro. understand it but what are why is that in a sense I don't know. I, I feel like he's good, bro. I just that's just him. He sees things from a different lens than we do, bro. Yeah, he he's not sees things yeah. different. He's and a genius. A lot of things he says is crazy, but on the other side, a lot of the things he does and say is true. Like, so can you blame him for just wanting to be a dad? Like, we don't know about all the parties or he didn't get a invite. Like, come on, bro, you're Kanye West, bro. Cut the bullshit. Like know. we That's know yay. that you can get the address. That's yay. Feel me? Come That's on. That's yay. So sometimes I do feel like he be dragging it and just making it bigger than what it is. Especially with him and Cuddy, because he's really ripping Cuddy. Bro, he wanna. That's just him, bro. I was just gonna ask you last thing. Do you blame what Cuddy said about like, hey, he needs to get over it. That's his girl. Like it is what it is. This, that, and the third. He got to get over it. I'm friends with this. You know, the world don't owe him that. Whose side do you kind of favor? I mean, I understand it's tough from Kanye's side and, like, from a support standpoint, you want so one of your closest it, friend, Cuddy. What exactly happened in that situation? Okay, so, like, Pete Davidson sat down and ate dinner with Kid Cuddy, and they, like, posted it on Instagram, and Kanye didn't like how Kid Cuddy was hanging out with Pete Davidson at the time while he was, you know, with Kim Kardashian. So Kanye didn't like that his friend was with the enemy, I guess, if you will. And Kid Cuddy, or... Kid Cudi said, you know, it's not, 
that's not on me that your girl is not your girl anymore and that's Pete's girl. You know, you shouldn't tell me who to kind of be friends with in a sense where Kanye felt, I guess, disrespected in that sense. So both sides of the argument, and it's just like Cuddy saying, you know, I'm never, we're never going to, you know, be friends again with, with Ye, and it's just like, he's the same artist that made Kids See Ghost, and you know how big of an art album that was for like a mental health standpoint. It's like, it sucks that all this is happening, and I just feel bad for Kanye because that is the mother of his children, and you know, for whatever anybody wants to say about Kim Kardashian, you know, that is the mother of his children, and she meant a lot to him on you know, closed on Sunday and art and, and albums uh, like that. And it's like for him to just kind of lose that, especially how musically talented his, his stuff has been lately. I think that's tough. I mean, we all kind of criticize him, but think about it. If it was us in a situation where, you know, your girl is that publicly and get humiliated like that, to be honest. Well, how, how, how close is Cuddy and Kanye? Like, I know you guys, your friend. Do you guys like see each other on a regular type shit? Like, I don't know. Do you guys pick up the phone and speak on the phone? Because I know you guys have two separate schedules and you're both doing your own thing. But like, <sighs> what a shot by Dustin Johnson. That's that's the thing is like with with these artists, bro. We really don't know how strong their bonds and friendships are. Mm. And you know things got spicy with Pete and what you call it. Well, yeah. And yay. like Pete went and got his kids. Names tatted on him, bro. That's disrespectful. And then they broke up. Like, what the? Feel fuck? me? Like you're doing too much, bro. Like, you're, you're you're involving my kids. So I would see why Kanye is upset. Like, yo, bro. Like, he's disrespecting me and my kids at this point. Mm. So we don't know how Cuddy and Pete Davidson's friendship is. Like, do you guys chill on the regular? And I like Pete. He's funny. <laughs> yeah, bro. He's he's a comedian, bro. Like, York, that's what he gets. On, yeah. Nobody's mad at Pete, bro. Like, and I don't think he means it disrespectful. I think it's just like, it's. I look at it like I, if I was in Kanye's position, I would understand that. If I was in Pete's position, I would understand that. It's like two different ways to look at maybe something. And artists a, are just big, weird, bro. Rich yeah. people are weird. Like they handle shit completely, completely different, different from yeah. us, bro. It's, it's fucking it's, wild. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> She's bro. My French, but it really is. Yeah, they're just they're just weird people, bro. They're different. They just see things. Through a different lens, bro. It's just, it's what it is, bro. They're in their own bubble, like they don't know how we handle shit down here. But yeah, shit happens, man. <laughs> People fall apart from each other, bro. Friends, family, yeah, relationships. People fall out of, you know, they grow apart from each other at times, bro. It's terrible the world we live in now, isn't it? And Kanye is a person that doesn't need anybody. So when you know you don't need anybody, bro. You just move different, like yeah. All these people need something from me. You got to remember when you're that rich and you're that powerful and you have so much access to so many different things, bro. And people just by getting next to you get opportunities. You you have to somewhat be selfish, bro, because everybody that comes up to you automatically off the back of your head, you're gonna be like, "What does this person want from me?" Because hmm. you're not thinking in like, "What do they want to give me?" Like. They see it as, yo, he has everything in the world. And all Kanye could want is a simple conversation. He may not need anything valuable from you. Yeah. But he has to sit back and think like, yo, listen, what does this person want from me? Every person you meet when you at a status like that, bro, is like, what can I offer this person? Hmm. Or what do they need from me? Because we're not on the same playing field, bro. So that's probably why he sees things like that. Like, I don't care about it. Not that you necessarily don't care about them. It's like, I know people are going to come and go like this, bro. Yeah. The wheel's going to keep moving. So that's probably how he feels. Like, yo, I don't give a shit about anybody, bro. That's a tough emotional I just care about my kids, bro. Especially for him, somebody that is very in touch with his emotions since his mom. You think Elon Musk walk around like, damn, that person is mad at me. (laughs) Hell no. I'm sending shit to the moon. <laughs> how should no. I care how you feel, bro? Hell no. I got bigger fish to fry. Hell no. Drake it may me. sound selfish and crazy, but, you know, there's levels to this shit. Like <laughs> I'm you, in a whole... Like you said. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a whole different bracket from you, bro. We move yeah. different. Like, the things that I see on a regular day basis, you don't see. You don't know. Hmm. So, you can't always blame Kanye, bro. No. Let him be him, bro. He's... Yeah. He's he's not even a one percenter. He's like a 
tenth of a percenter, bro. Like yeah, there's only a certain person. amount of people that can do that. They can move the metrics and move the needle like he does. Yeah. Come on, bro. I think uh, I think that was a good recap show. Honestly, yeah, I mean, man. we're coming around to the NFL. I mean, we touched on some college football games that are happening, and that'll be interesting to see. They also on that uh, change it to a twelve-team playoff. That's gonna be happening in a couple of years from now. But oh my god, the Mets are losing seven <laughs> one again. I told you, ever since I bet on the Mets, they started losing. Bro, you know what it is? We're seven one last night, seven one right now. We've been at home for like the last twenty two games, bro. Hey, they needed that. They've been playing a lot of baseball. The Mets. Come on, bro. I think we're just fatigued, bro. Hey, we're getting we to the dog had days. Off day since like last week. We're in September now. We're in September. Come on. But uh, any last input you have, bro? Um, I hope everybody's having a good Labor Day weekend. Um, kind of enjoying the last of, I guess, summer, you know. And uh, then we start into fall, which it's going to be good to see all the sports coming back in full gear. You know, we'll have basketball just kind of picking right up. It's going to be super interesting. Football coming back next week. College football the matchups are already in gear and hockey soon as well. So I'm Can't I'm excited for basketball. fall and just kind of getting back into the main of the competitive sports, you know, just kind of all that in season. Any last thoughts from you? Last thoughts. I can't wait for playoff baseball to start, bro. <laughs> I know you're ready for the Mets. Hey, the Phillies are going to make it. The Yankees, oh, they're just Yankees stink. four games up on the Rays as of now. So that lead just continues to strength. We'll keep, keep that dropping. update. We'll keep that updated. We'll uh, probably have another podcast in a couple of days, getting ready for the NFL season. Rams, Bills this Thursday. That's coming up. Um, hope everybody's having a good Labor Day weekend, and uh, oh shit, we'll have some uh, interviews Andy, coming soon too. Andy Ruiz and Luis Ortiz fight tonight, heavyweight fight. Really? Yeah, we'll have to be, be sure. We have to t- tap into that. We'll have to tune into that, and uh, I'll have to check out that Mike Tyson documentary. I'm still intrigued at what you were saying what? the other night. You haven't watched that yet, bro? Not yet. I gotta get into it. Put it on right now, bro. Hey, we may have to do that. The episodes are short. <laughs> like the first two episodes, are like half an hour each. Yeah. It's fire, bro. Like, we go back to what we were talking about. Like, Tyson's like, yo, don't watch that shit. But, bro, it is, yeah. it's fire, bro. Like, how could you not want me to watch it? I'm sorry, Tyson. Like, <laughs> I want to. Uh, you my guy, bro. Like, you're trying you know. to get entertainment. Yeah, You're bro, not going to so. it from the Mets right now. Oof. Sorry, I hit you. My boy talking spicy. Two out of three to the Nats. Yeah, yeah. On you that know, note, <laughs> I've been I've I've been talking my shit about the Yankees. So go ahead. You, you On know. that note, we'll let the Nats have that moment. But uh, hope everybody has a good Labor Day weekend. We'll be back Absolutely. this week. Jose, ten episodes down. We'll look forward to eleven soon. It's up and it's still stuck, baby. On one. On one. <laughs>